Hello and welcome to another episode of How Do Women Do It All, where we have a healthy discussion around how women juggle their busy lifestyles and if it's actually possible to do it all. Is it possible to be a mother as well as run a business while working nine to five, staying healthy and fit and still have downtime to themselves? Today I'm speaking with Alison Rothmund, a mother of two, founder of Champagne Supernova, while also working full time at the National Australian Bank. How are you today? Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. So let's begin with a short bio. Do you mind telling me a bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm a mum of two. I've got a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. Um, we live in Melbourne. I work full-time at the NAB um, in a senior exec role there. And earlier this year, founded uh, Champagne Supernova. Um, I grew up in Tasmania, um, which was absolutely beautiful, but moved to Melbourne when I was 18 to study at university. Um, started my career in um, PricewaterhouseCoopers, so in audit, which was pretty exciting. Became a chartered accountant, spent some time working in London, um, and then ultimately joined the NAB, the National Australia Bank, in 2006. So over the last 12 years, I've worked there across roles in finance, performance and rewards, people and culture, and operations. Wonderful. So my current role, I'm currently the head. Sorry, do you, my current role, I'm head of customer assist, um, which is gives me the opportunity to wear two hats. So on the one hand, I lead a large contact centre working with customers experiencing financial difficulty. And secondly, I lead the wellbeing and NAB assist strategy. So designing and implementing initiatives to enable our people to thrive in the workplace. And as I mentioned, I also um, launched my side hustle, Champagne Supernova this year, which is all about creating events and opportunities to bring women together to connect, inspire, build networks and have a laugh over a glass of champagne, which is lots of fun. <laughs> So it already sounds like you're a very busy woman. So we're going to jump straight in. I'm just going to ask you, do you believe women can do it all? And please explain. Hmm. Um, that's the big question, right? So I guess I think that women can have a career, a family life, a social life, and also stay fit and healthy. However, I'll come to the caveat. I do think it's unrealistic to think that you can be kicking goals in all four camps at once. So while I do work full-time, as I said, I do have a couple of kids. I'm really dedicated to my own health and fitness. But the reality is there are some weeks where I do have to lean more into my, my role at NAB, um, where there are other weeks that I'm, um, you know, I've got more capacity to be at school for special events. So um, it is just the reality of every day is not perfect. You can, I don't believe you can be perfectly balanced in all facets of your life every single day. But I think over the period of a month or so, I think it, you can, it's possible to balance it out. Yeah. And that's a conversation I do have a lot with the women I talk about on this podcast. And um, some of the women have said it is about prioritizing your time and making sure you give it all to one thing and not trying to give it all to the, so many things at the exact same time or in, within one day. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you generally just end the day feeling like you've not done a great job at anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what tools and techniques do you personally use to ensure um, a balanced lifestyle? Um, so there's a few things that are uh, non-negotiables for me. So the first one for me is exercise. And that's something that um, I've learned over the years to prioritise, not because of how it makes me look, but actually more about how it makes me feel. So exercise is one of those things that for me, although it seems a little bit counterintuitive that, you know, you think I'm too tired to exercise, but actually it gives me a lot more energy and gives me a lot more clarity to my day. So that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, sleep is the other one, which I know for those um, out there that have got little babies, it's really, really hard. Um, but 
it is the thing now. My kids are a bit older. I do really try and prioritize and get to bed at a decent hour um, so that I can get at least seven hours. A good seven hours is good. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, is eating well. And it does have a big impact, I think, on, on your mental capacity and just on your patience and on a whole range of things. So although I do love my chocolate and wine and cheese and all of that type of stuff, I think balancing it out um, certainly helps keep me sane. <laughs> um, and was there ever a point in your life where you felt you were trying to do too much? And if so, what steps did you take to change? Mm, very recently, actually. Um, so March this year, which was only yeah, a couple of months ago, was really, really hectic for me. So from a work perspective, um, there was lots in the media around NAB going through some pretty significant changes. Um, my team were impacted um, by redundancy and, and a pretty major restructure. Um, I was hustling like crazy to ensure my second Champagne Supernova event was a success. Um, it was coming towards the end of term, so my kids were getting more and more exhausted and there just wasn't enough hours in the day. Um, luckily, I had three weeks leave booked um, just around Easter time. So we went away and completely disconnected from work, from social media and all the pressures um, of everyday life. So for me, that was absolutely critical and just exactly what I needed. Um, I read an amazing book by a, an Aussie girl called Bella Zanesco called Smart Girls Screw Up Too, which I highly recommend. Um, and it's really given me some great tools just to teach me around kind of slowing down and being a little bit more deliberate with how I spend my time, trying to keep my weekends as unplanned as possible and avoiding getting to that point of, um, that, that point of almost burnout, which is where I found myself earlier this year. No, wonderful. So um, just going back to the um, launching your side business, um, mm. so you were working full time at that stage when you launched or absolutely. Yep. That's crazy. So you're working full time. You're a mother, obviously. Um, yep. did you have any major obstacles when you did launch or even building up to that? Or at this point in time, you still got to say, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes, to all of those questions. Um, I think, yeah, lots of obstacles. I mean, I think probably the top two, um, the obvious one, which I think I hear from a lot of women that I that I speak to through my Champagne Supernova events, is there's lots of us out there with some great ideas and a lot of passion, but limited time is a is a real issue for many of us. So, um, as you said, I work full time, two kids, um, so I didn't have any real obvious spare time, but I did have a lot of passion. So, um, I guess I became really good at using every single minute of time that I could find. So I commute every day into the city, so I was using those times. Um, for either listening to podcasts, updating Instagram, reading as much as I could, um, even, you know, those two minutes waiting for my morning coffee, all those little bits and pieces, you just managed to found some time. And I also did find quite a bit of time where previously I might have been wasting time watching TV, that kind of 9pm to midnight slot when the kids are in bed that I really just maximised in trying to build my business. Yeah, I think the second thing, which again, I think a lot of women can relate to is self-doubt. So again, I had the passion, I found the time, but there's always that self-doubt. I didn't have any experience in running my own business. I'd never run an event. I had no real experience using social media. I certainly didn't understand the algorithm that sits behind Instagram that I've now kept learning so much about. Um, and I really did question whether I could actually do what I was dreaming of doing. But I think just reaching out, asking for help um, and surrounding myself uh, with people who believed in me ultimately is what kind of got me across the line and helped me conquer the self-doubt. Yeah. 
Now, I just want to go back onto the managing time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so were you always a person who was really good at time management? Is that something you had to teach yourself or was that kind of ingrained in who you are? Um, I think it's, I think it's pretty ingrained in me. I'm a pretty organized person. My husband might even say I'm a bit extreme. Um, I do leave lots of lists. I have calendars, I have diaries. Um, I am quite organized and quite structured. Um, having said that it, I think the challenge for me was almost making sure I didn't over schedule and over commit because, um, yes, there are lots of spare moments in the day when you go looking for them, but it's recognizing also the importance of having that time, the downtime, the time for reflection, the time to actually just do nothing and recharge. Yeah. And do you lock in those times of days or like, is that like a block out period for you or is yeah. it the afternoons you go, okay, it's time for me to stop. Yeah, I know. Right. It's usually, um, it's usually weekends for me. The, the weeks tend to, I run pretty hard during the weeks, the weekends. Um, I'm quite deliberate in trying to keep my weekends quite free. So other than running the kids around between parties and school sports, I try not to schedule my weekends cause it's nice just to chill a little bit. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, now the next question's playing off a little bit of gender stereotypes. Um, yep. so most of my friends, they um, agree with me when they say that women in the household have a lot of the household duties. Um, is this prominent in your household? And if so, have you made like a schedule with you and your partner? Like what, how does it work and run in your life? Yeah, um, we've actually got a pretty good balance in our household. So my husband works um, an early day. So he starts at six and so he finishes by two in the afternoon. So um, essentially that means he's there every day to pick up the kids from school. He does all of the running around to school sports and after school activities, helps prepare dinner. Um, so pretty much whatever I leave on the list, he does. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but um, it helps when we're both not walking in the door late in the evening, which I know when both parents work can sometimes be the case. Um, I think I still do things like the laundry, the cleaning, you know, or we share the cleaning actually, but one thing which I really hate doing that tends to sit with me is the meal planning. And I know a lot of other mums can, re can relate to that, trying to work out what on earth you're going to eat for dinner every night and what yeah. both kids will actually eat. So that's something that usually gets stuck with me. Yeah, I have trouble doing it and I don't have children, so I don't oh. know how mothers do it. I, have that, I, I had a tip from a good friend of mine um, recently and she recommended actually, she's got three little girls and she recommended getting the kids to do it. And I thought she was crazy, but I've actually started to do that and giving them the freedom to choose usually means they'll actually eat it. It's usually just a battle getting them to agree on what they're going to eat. But so I've been outsourcing to the kids on that one for a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that in mind. So what would be your number one tip for women struggling to do it all? So I thought um, really carefully about this one and I had lots of tips, but I think what it came down to for me was don't be so hard on yourself. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything perfectly and to be everywhere and to be present in the moment and to be, to be doing everything that's expected by uh, expected of us, but think really just take a step back, um, have a really supportive group of friends who get it, have a laugh, maybe have a glass of wine, a workout, a good night's sleep, whatever it is for you that um, allows you to get some perspective. I think, um, yeah, and my part of that for me is about being really authentic and sharing your struggles. So don't get out there and pretend with other women that it's really easy because we all know it's not. And I think the more that we actually speak really openly about how tough it can be, I think the better off we all are. So don't be so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. And that's a really good note to end it on because this is, this is a podcast where we can be honest and real and say, yeah, yeah it's hard and we're all trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, did you want to say something about Champagne Supernova just before we leave? Sure. Um, so Champagne Supernova, as I said, it's about bringing women together in a local community to connect, inspire, be inspired um, and share a laugh. So at the moment, um, my next event's running in Rosanna in Melbourne. I'm on the 19th of July. Tickets on sale through my Instagram, which is Champagne Supernova AU um, and looking to expand all around Victoria and, you know, maybe national. You never know. Dream big, right? <laughs> I really hope it does come to Sydney. That would be great. Um, thank you so much again. Um, and yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. No worries. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of How Do Women Do It All? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Side Hustle, a community of women helping women turn their side hustles into a successful business.